there's this there's this old man that is constantly asking me the same questions about how to do things, and I I I can't take any more of it. Just look at him in the eyes and say, "Shut your face, old man! <laughs> Shut your fucking face!" Like just die. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Shade. <laughs> Damn it, Shade. I just don't want anyone to talk to me anymore today. <laughs> Get out of my wall. He's not in the walls. He's anymore. out of the walls. He got to be free. Get back in your wall. <laughs> Go back to your wall. We need a new tagline. What? He's Who's always going to be our methy friend. He's just, he's on, a, he's on an upswing right now, but oh, hey, go back. Welcome to Bucky Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 14, Assassin's Quest, chapters 21 through 25, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Eli, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. I'm Joey, and I'm a first-time audiobook listener. How are we all doing? I know that we are having a uh, short week for reading and recording because of the holiday coming up. Which will be in the past by the time this posts. <laughs> time travel. You know, it was lots of reading, but I did it between utilizing my lunch breaks and, <laughs> you know, every down minute I had. We're good. We're good. We're doing great. Oh, yeah. I felt like I had a lot in common with Fitz uh, walking along the skill road. Just kind of <laughs> in a fog trying to finish all of it. Just trudging. Yeah, to trudge. just trudging along. Yeah. I feel like well, I feel like I'm Fitz every time I'm playing Fallen Order and I'm getting my my weak Jedi ass kicked. You know, Joey, you can put the settings down to a less hard. No. (laughs) (laughs) I will fail my way through that game if it kills me. That's how you get better. You got to challenge. The game is literally asking him, like it's reminding him that he can lower the settings <laughs> every time he dies <laughs> it's pretty funny uh okay we have uh no mail no reader mail no one loves us it's fine uh, i'm not hurt that's sad yeah, this is two episodes in a row no. i mean not as much time has gone by as usually does but doesn't matter we're, we're having two self-worth days. issues <laughs> <laughs> uh and i have no corrections because as as of this recording the episode before this hasn't even posted, so I I have no idea what I said that was wrong. So we're, we're perfect. perfect. Yep. I think great. we did a good Absolutely. job. And by we, I mean you, because I wasn't there for not perfect. for not having Jenny. Job. Yeah, I feel I like think we, we had did some... a good. Yeah, without our encyclopedia, we still still did a great job. Tossing, yeah, tossing around ideas. Can't wait to hear <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's just get into this then. Uh, chapter twenty one is called confrontations. And the intro conveys a lesson from King Shrewd that diplomacy is the art of manipulating secrets and that there's no greater advantage than to know your enemy's secret when they believe you ignorant of it, which sounds like a very shrewd thing. Fitz is in and out of consciousness while he stabilizes. He hears conversations around him between Jofron and the Fool about Kettle seeking an audience and of Starling trying to get by the Fool to see Fitz, which is one of my favorite exchanges. When the fool says, but for now, let me show you something else. No, step back, please, so you can see it all. (laughs) Here it comes. 
The outside of my door. I painted it myself. Do you like it? <laughs> that was a pretty sick burn. I've missed him. <laughs> uh, eventually, the fool wakes up to Fitz. Uh, uh, wakes up Fitz to confirm news that he heard from Shade that a farseer heir has been born in Buck. Um, he tells Fitz of Shade's plan to have Ketrickin claim that child for her own, and Fitz is upset, and he confides more of his secrets to the fool of Molly and the baby. And meanwhile, Verity appears to be chipping stone. So, you know. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. sounds real fun. The fool continues to care for Fitz, but eventually Kettle and Starling gain their audience. Fitz confronts Starling when she admits to telling Ketrickin of his child and that Verity lives. While he's yelling at her, Ketrickin herself arrives with Shade, and so now it's a party. Shade is overjoyed to see Fitz, but Fitz is pissed. He's so upset during this confrontation that Night Eyes actually forces his way into the hut as well, and he <laughs> says, I will kill them all for you if you say so. And such a declaration That's upsets Fitz part. even more. So while Fitz wallows, Ketrickin seizes on the fact that Verity lives and wishes to find him. And eventually they all leave when Fitz is overcome, and he joins with Night Eyes to hunt to run away. In the days to come, Fitz and the Fool continue to talk and confide in each other. Fitz mostly apologizes for his failures, and no one comes to see Fitz anymore. Ironically, that bothers him. And he and the Fool end up drinking together. He says, do you have any more brandy? And... The fool says, Birch would be so proud of you. <laughs> the fool is miffed that he never figured out that Molly was pregnant, despite all of the clues. The healer finally comes to remove the arrow from Fitz's back, and during the procedure, Fitz falls into the skill river. He talks to Verity, who kind of warns him off. Fitz comes to, comes to and he hears Shade and the fool arguing about information that's been withheld from each other. Shade seems to be willing to call off the plan to claim Fitz's child, if Verity can be found. And Fitz spends even more time recovering. Kettle visits, Starling visits, plans are being made to find Verity, but Starling doesn't like the fool or his manner. Fitz is offended by her opinions. Starling is eager for the story to advance, which I am too. And she encourages Hello. Fitz to visit Ketrickin, but he will not until he is summoned. I like when they got drunk. Yeah. 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 That was good. And when Night Eyes just like suddenly appeared through the window. It was like, and a furry gray <laughs> head appeared in the through. window. <laughs> so Verity skipped off to go to to chisel something? I don't... He's chipping. Yes, all he has is like a knife. Maybe he's like, maybe he's like chipping his way out of a prison cell. Yeah. So what do we think about Starling? I know that you were disappointed in Starling's behavior in the last section, Ashley. Has she redeemed herself at all? I don't think she's redeemed herself in this chapter. I feel like she's trying to, she's got like up in his fucking business. And I don't, I really dislike that about her. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like she's trying to claim more of him than she really should be allowed to at this point because she's not terribly close with him. And she just keeps like forcing herself into his world. Um, and I really liked that the fool was trying to like keep her out, but I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not really feeling her too much. It reminds me of like you know like the fool really never let anyone in his room, right? And now he's just got these people constantly <laughs> tromping in and out of his yeah. house. Yeah, it's definitely not his ideal situation for sure. He's he's putting up with it. The only place he's ever had that's his own. Yeah, I know. And and 
it's not, you know, but like, he, what is he going to do? Like kick Fitz out? He's not going to do that. So he has to Certainly put up with Fitz. all this other shit. Yeah. Never Fitz. Yeah. And um, I also feel kind of sad about Catrican in this chapter. She's just sort of lost and like looking, mm-hmm. looking for options, looking for a plan. She feels like she's failed. Yeah. I feel like everybody feels like they failed. It's kind of a giant pity party, really. Yeah. It's like a, a house, for a long time, it's a house full of people that are, I, it's almost, it's a little bit comical because they, nobody is like happy with anybody. And you've got, the fool's got his wit and uh, Kettle is being sassy about everything. <laughs> and no, like everybody is upset with Fitz, but they feel bad for him. And they're like, you've still got a fucking arrow sticking out of your back. So I guess I know. Pity. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> He's just lying there on his stomach and like miserable. I mean, I can't believe he didn't use that to win any of the arguments. <laughs> You're like, do any of you have an arrow sticking out of your back? No, yeah, so like... shut up. <laughs> Every time somebody asks him a question, he just points to his back. <laughs> then they remove it and they're like, all right, now we win all the arguments. He's like, now I have a yeah. gaping hole in my back. Shut up. <laughs> that was quite the description when they I removed know. it, too. That it was like, like yanked, his spine was yanked out of his back, is what he thought. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Finish him. Finish him. So the healer doesn't have a name, um, which is a little weird, but I guess she serves a function and, and that and that's really it. So who are our characters? We have Fitz, Fool, Shade, Catrican, Starling. Um, yeah. Kettle. Starling and Kettle are like the newbies. Joffrin. Uh in Jofron, yeah. Yeah. Who's just sort of doesn't really have a place yet. No. Just sort of there being the fool's friend. Somewhere, yeah, someone for But that's nice. I mean, like, the fool did have a life here before mm-hmm. ever all these people showed up and started camping in his house. <laughs> He's making <laughs> puppets. That's apparently that's his job now. I know. Is this the one where he's making the Night Eyes puppet? Because I like that. I think that's later. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anything else about uh, Fitz's wallowing time? No. I'm not mad at his wallowing. I feel like he deserves a little wallowing right now. So I mean, things are not coming up his way, for sure. Like, no. he had this plan. He was going to sneak in to the, to the castle, to the palace, and, like, take the map that he needed and some supplies and, like, go up to see Verity. And everyone thought he was dead. And he what he thought was that no one knew about Molly. Uh, and now all of his plans are... Yeah, and Starling took it upon herself to spill the beans, and then he's told that, like, Ketrigan's gonna say that the baby is hers, and it's like, yeah, I'd I'd be pretty pretty nervous and pissed and sad. But, like, why did Fitz tell any of this stuff to Starling in the first place? Because he was lonely. Because he's he's lonely, and like you, sometimes you need to say shit out loud. Like it's it's really you can't just be in your own head all the time. But to a notary, especially if you're an assassin, you're supposed to a butt keep notary. (laughs) I I know. I I just I think it's because he had been without Night Eyes for so long. Yeah, and he finally had kind of a friend there. Backing him up for a little bit. Are you blaming Night Eyes for this lapse in judgment? (laughs) 
No. I think no, Fitz is why, bad why at his job. You can, you can give a reason without it being an excuse. My reason is that Fitz is bad at his job as an assassin. Well, that's obvious. <laughs> he doesn't want to be an assassin. I've, we've established this. He wants to be like a scribe. A dentist. Yeah, what he wants to be a dentist. What does a he want to be? He wants to, he wants to be, he be wants a fur. Yeah, I his greatest dream is to like chop wood and like live like a poor man <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a shitty tumble down cottage somewhere. Sounds great. Yeah. All right, chapter 22 is called <laughs> Departure. Uh, Shade isn't in the walls anymore. He's out. He's embracing fashion. He's creating his own <laughs> narrative. He's Shade. Shade. Creating his own narrative is. <laughs> So Fitz turns to drink during his recovery and his wallowing time. Night Eyes does not like it, and neither does Shade. Fitz drunkenly boasts that he didn't do what anyone thought or taught him to do when it came to Regal. He was not that dutiful. Then he complains about the prophecies of Ke that Kettle keeps quoting, and the fool reminds Fitz that he is the prophet that she keeps quoting. Duh. So, <laughs> while dreaming that night, Fitz again sees Verity. He's trudging through a vast forgotten city towards a river of skill. It horrifies and fascinates them both. Fitz doesn't understand what is happening, but he senses a finality in Verity. He says someone has to do it. For a time, I hoped it would not be me. While Verity, like, sinks his forearms into the river, Fitz is tempted to join him in that sort of burning thrill it's a terrible feeling but not as terrible as actually putting your body parts <laughs> into the skill river as verity is fitz helps pull verity away from it and then verity blocks all knowledge of his location from fitz when fitz comes to everyone thinks that he's had a seizure and i guess maybe he has in the morning fitz bathes the fool asks pointedly about kettle and fitz and company go to the audience with ketrakin who is very very mad at him she makes him sit for a very long time and finally demands that he report to her as of old in front of all of these friends. Old friends, new friends, starling. Fitz tells his whole story. Everyone gets more and more upset. Fitz implores Ketrickin to not take his child away. She says she knows that he won't help her find Verity if she refuses, but she will not relent. And then Fitz is forced to admit that he has to find Verity. He's compelled to do so, even if it helps people who are wronging him. So I think the big thing about this chapter really is that Fitz finally lays out his story. I wasn't a, in a huge fan of Ketrigan being like, you will tell me all the details of your torturing. So you know what this reminded me of <laughs> when she forced him to tell the details of the beating? It reminded me of when yeah. Robin Hobb was talking about how she was basically forced to tell the details of the beating mm -hmm. and she didn't want to. Which I thought was interesting. Maybe that's why she put I that part that... in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the same lesson then for Ketrikin, right? Like, we as the reader needed to live through that. And maybe Ketrikin as a character and all the mm -hmm. people in his party really needed to, to know that information, even though it's painful. Well, and they absolutely did. Because I feel like they're not giving him enough credit. They're not acknowledging him enough and like what he's been through. And if it means that they have to hear all of these gory details, then I think that's what's right for Fitz. True. Mm -hmm. I mean, as much as he's a screw up, I mean, they, he's been through so, 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 so much. It would be nice if people acknowledge that from time to time. It would be nice if people actually acknowledged 
And I know we rag on him all the time and have a whole section called, you know, did Fitz suck? But he, <laughs> he's still alive, motherfuckers, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> still here. That's an accomplishment yeah. in and of itself for his life. Right. And death and, and, and life again. And there are consequences to what he's been through on him. He doesn't just get to ride off into the sunset, you know, fine. He's not, he's not your typical fantasy hero that's been through all of these terrible, terrible things and still manages to just be like a rock, you know, like to be this almost the same character that he was at the beginning, which he's definitely not. No, he's and, just sort of unraveling more and more. I mean, maybe Fitz, I, sometimes I, I like to think while I'm reading these books, like, is Fitz different in every book? Like, is he not just a catalyst for the world, but like a catalyst for himself? Yeah. Well, I think that for the, I mean, there's a large portion of this book, he had agency for the first time, which is very... You know, that's a very different side of Fitz that we ha hadn't been able to see before. But now when we get to this chapter, you see all of his agency has been taken away. And that's when we get that really a pretty funny scene at the beginning of this chapter where he just gets drunk <laughs> and complains about it. <laughs> Tells everybody, I did all of this for me, not for you. <laughs> F you. F everybody. <laughs> Fuck all you guys. <laughs> he's just, he's drunk and no one else is drunk and he's being a real shit about it. <laughs> that is, that is I a love... depressing thought. Oh, Being the only drunk person in a room of sober people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I love when Night Eyes was like, you gotta lay off the bottle, homie. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, maybe you should just drink water from now on. <laughs> what do we think about Verity? I liked your joke later where you said he has Terminator arms. Because <laughs> it's true. Wait, so he's plunging his hands. This is a dream, though. Well, for it? Fitz, it's a skill dream, but he, yeah. he seems to be with Verity as it's happening. It's like when he's skill walking. It's clairvoyant. So, wait, so he's plunging his his hands. What, is it, what does that look like? Like molten what? silver? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I... Well, what is it made of? Skill. Then? Magic. Like pure skill. But what, like people's feelings? Like, what is well, that? Well, we don't know. I mean, yeah. we don't know what the skill is. We just know that it's terrible and and tempting and powerful. Terrible and good. And it sounds like there's something physical to the skill that is, it's not just, a, you know, a, something inherent to your mind or... There's something about the skill that reminds me of the One Ring. <laughs> like this, yeah. yeah. Well, it's the, the thing that made thing. me think. Yeah, it's the very thing that made me and... like feel very <laughs> creepy about it was when he said that like he could taste a metallic base, a metallic taste in the back of Verity's throat, mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> like nobody's like, mm, I love the taste of metal in my mouth, like. It just Ooh. it just gave me like a really bad feeling about all of it. Metal in your mouth. You know what? You know what? You know what makes you taste metal? Blood. Um. But, well, blood. <laughs> but like, if you're highly radioactive air, oh, tastes like metal. Interesting. Like when you breathe in. 
It was it was featured on on Chernobyl. I was gonna say, is that like another charm of Chernobyl? There you go. Yeah, thanks Chernobyl. I didn't watch that show because I don't need that shit in my head. It was so good. I didn't watch that show, but I did a long time ago read a book called Letters from Chernobyl, and that is some real shit. Heavy metal, right? So again, the way that nuclear power is. Ter- you know is powerful and useful and good it's also very very bad if used incorrectly um you know i think nice spin on that rage i'm trying that's a pretty good analogy because there's even a point where they have to like go look down into the the burning reactor and it's like looking into the face of the sun oh really well that's like them looking yeah, at the skill river tragic and amazing yeah I was confused. It's like, I I still, like, the whole experience with Verity in this river, though, I had, like, a really hard time of, like, is it good? Is it bad? Is it good? Is it bad? Because it's, like, yes. it feels like acid eating all of his flesh off. But then when he gets pulled out of it, he seems to be, like, almost kind of glad that he did it. I don't know. It hurts good. Well, yeah, because he's full of this wonderful skill now, right? Like, he's... Yeah. It's like a... Yeah, it's, it is a drug. It is an addictive substance like he got his fix so he got big fit let's talk about this because i think that the wit is like the other side of the same coin right so it's like wit is like raw animal instinct and skill is like whatever that like more unattainable like spirit human spiritness okay i don't know <laughs> that's all i got i think up until this point you know we have been sort of taking it for granted be- because Fitz thinks so that Verity knows what he's doing. <laughs> True. And like when he's putting his arms into this and they're burning away or whatever in like his bones and now he's now he's this man with silver arms. <laughs> um that's when I started to question if they actually know what they're doing. Oh no, this made it seem like they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean I think that well there was a previous intro to one of the chapters when they talked about how long you had to train normally to become a skill master compared to how long Galen trained. Mm-hmm. And it was like they didn't even say how long it was to be a skill master, but it was like ten years to become a journeyman. He and did two. He did two. But it left it open how long the other two royal kids had been trained. I don't think much longer. And then yeah, Galen just they decided mo- they were good because he was. Because I think <laughs> the fact You're that good. the fact that he got to decide <laughs> yeah. that they were good tells me that they probably had not been training for very long. No. But Verity has been gone now for almost two years. I don't know how long he's... It's definitely years, over a really? year. Maybe not quite two years. Because he left, like, three winters ago. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> like, I really need, like, seriously? a timeline in this book because I'm very confused. I know. Well, okay, so he left, but he impregnated... It was at least Catherine. two winters because later on in the section, Fitz is like, I think it's spring now. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely been at least two winters. I think it's... I think it's been a, a year and a half 
Yeah, because like how because old is the, his the, is Fitz's baby? Like yeah, it's, they're it's about a, it, the same. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so a year and a half. This man has been gone a year and a half, and he, what has he been doing? He's been doing nothing but being tempted by this skill and <laughs> and whatever it is that he and chipping rock and like that that's it so i feel like he's been in like essentially a very intensive training course self-taught self-guided training mm-hmm. course well he had where... to navigate the skill road that we'll get to later right and he had to and when we get there he had to do that like he's definitely knows more about it now than he did before he left for sure yeah but there is something to be said about, like, you can't just be like, well, I'm very powerful. I'll be okay. Like, will you? Because it seems to me that maybe your tolerance for this, let's call it a drug, is just much higher than other people's. And therefore, you use more of it. And that's not great. <laughs> like, There was also something... Uh that Verity mentioned before that he didn't understand how Will and other members of the Coterie did certain things. Right. Yeah. And that fact also seems odd for someone like if, because they haven't been training that long, but they have the scrolls. Cause Galen has the scrolls. If there are any scrolls that's, that's uh, not celerity. What was her name? Uh, Solicity. 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 That sol- if there were any scrolls that Solicity left behind, Galen has them. Well, yeah, because Verity says, like, you know, they're they're doing things that I've, you know, never seen. And it's, like, it's concerning. Yeah. <laughs> We're all concerned about Verity. Shall we move on to Chapter 23? <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, did I do this Yes. One? Okay. <laughs> the- <laughs> uh, chapter 23 is called The Mountains. The intro talks of an even older capital to the mountain kingdom, deep in the mountains, full of strange and fanciful creatures, magic, hidden and lost. So Ketrickin puts together her expedition supplies, and she does it all on her own. She's got no help from her father because it can't be part of the the official state-sponsored uh, expeditions. <laughs> Their taxes do not pay for her trip. Exactly. So Shade, um, Shade says his farewells because he's heading back to Buck to aid patients. And in their conversation, uh, Fitz learns that Slink has died. No. no. What? No. <laughs> he says in utter shock. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do a toast to Slink at the end. So Fitz makes a bit of an ass of himself by not saying goodbye to Shade. Uh, but he does resent Shade for the part that he's played in this plan to take his child the fool shides him and reminds him that it was belief that Fitz had died that finally roused shade from out of the buckkeep walls and after all he is his great uncle both the fool and kettle announce their intention to join the expedition Fitz thinks kettle is too old but don't worry she expects to die and the fool is resolute that he goes where Fitz does Ketrickin announces suddenly that they must depart and without help as her father is currently communicating with Regal, who is attempting to start this war because Regal's demanding Fitz's return. So everyone leaves quickly and they don't tell Kettle and Starling is late in joining them because she slept in or something. So Night Eyes is running around and he catches up to them and tells them that Kettle has been following them and she is pissed. Uh, Ketrickin uh, leads the party and they're not llamas into the mountain for almost a week. 
she's outpacing any riders that Regal may be attempting to send around her father's lines. And she's also eager to find Verity. Fitz convinces Ketrickin that Verity lives, but she's frustrated that Fitz can't use the skill to find out exactly where. So Fitz explains that the Coterie is watching for him and that Regal is hunting them. Ketrickin despairs that such horrible times have resulted from the spiteful actions of a younger son. She, she says, you will have to kill him, Fitz Chivalry. This time I tell you that you must kill him for the sake of the six duchies. It is the only way in which he can be sacrificed for his people to be killed before he can hurt them anymore. So Fitz goes to bed with the temptation of the skill ever present. My favorite thing about Fitz is always that he expects to go alone on any journey and is never allowed to. Mm-hmm. I just think it's hilarious. Because every time he's like, I'm going to go alone, it's going to be great, I'm going to like, you know, travel lightly, and I'm going to get where I'm going, and I'm going to do all the things, and it's like, hi, we're all coming with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, two things happen in this section. One, uh, Kettle really impresses me, because she's just like, fuck you, you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. I love when she's like, oh, I'm like, fully anticipate to die on this trip, like, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like I haven't thought of that. <laughs> uh, and also that I think Ketrickin is acting out against Starling somehow because, you know, Starling didn't, I mean, maybe Starling is used to people waiting for her or something, but like they just fucking leave and then <laughs> Starling has to catch up and she's like, you left without me. And Ketrickin's like, well, I said we were leaving. Yeah. She said, uh, she, I said I was leaving right away. And I did. And I did. <laughs> I also like when Kettle catches up to them and Ketrickin's like, we're not going to slow down for you. And, Ket- and Kettle's like, I know, that's fine. She's like, I didn't ask you to, bitch. <laughs> and there was a little walking. There was a little bit of like tension between female leader like dynamic that I like, or two dominant female person, like, you know, feminine personalities that, yeah. that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way because it was like Fitz was like, and then I saw a queen, and like I was just like, okay, okay, <laughs> that's a little bit of some like, I don't know, patronizing. I don't know. I didn't like it because he it could have been uh, the the Verity in him. Oh yeah, <laughs> as well. It's like they're allowed to just talk to each other as equals. It doesn't have to be this profound thing when women don't like attack each other. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I love that the fool is like really intolerant of the cold. Yeah. I, same. <laughs> this is why you like Big the mood. fool. Right? Big mood fool. Where they were like, his color now made him seem even more haggard. And like, I was like, same. Yes. The fool looks like every selfie I've ever taken outside between the months of March and... Is, which is the chapter where... This is sort of unrelated, but related to the fool. Which is the chapter where he where oh he asks gosh. the fool if uh, he's bothered by the wit? Is that this chapter? It's, it's the skill road when they're walking together. When they have their like amiable yeah. little stroll. And he says, does it bother you to look into my eyes or something? Yeah. It's good. That's I a like good it. quote. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else is in this chapter. Uh, I kind of felt bad that like Shade and and Fitz didn't really have like a a clean break. It was like the second time that they've <laughs> gone off angry, you know, like Yeah, they can't. Like, can't they well, just... I don't I don't think that Shade was upset at all. 
Well, I think she I think he was definitely annoyed with him because he was getting drunk and he's like, you have to fucking go and meet your queen, but like pull it together. I can also see Shade just kind of overlooking some of that because he's just so happy that Fitz is alive. Like, right. I mean, Fitz but, was being childish, but I mean, he at least recognized that he was being childish. Yeah. That's some growth. True, but he had the same thoughts the last time they That's said true. their goodbyes. It's like, could you not repeat that? Well, I mean, last time he was half a wolf, but, you know. I think that there is something to be said about, because the fool says, you know, you're mad at Shade because Shade claimed a life for himself. That's true. He's, like, jealous of of the life that Shade has that he doesn't get to have because he's, you know, compelled to go find Verity. You know, he's still, they're just trying to use him for all these things, and they're trying to use his daughter now, and Shade's kind of, like, doing what he wants. Right, it's like they both have the same position at a company, but Shade just got promoted. <laughs> they do the same job, and, and, you know, Fitz is just mad about it. Because <laughs> it's true. It's like they were both bastards. They were both taken by the king and turned into these, you know, Assassins. these tools of the state. And Fitz is still being a tool of the state because now Katrickin wants his child. And... and Shade is out there wearing cool robes and like and headbands and like <laughs> and swaggering everywhere and, and charming starling talking to the ladies. Yeah. Oh, yes. what is that? What's with that? To, to be fair, they did stick him in the walls for like six. That's years. what I mean. I was like, he, he stuck yeah, himself in the walls. He has earned his time. Well, and did, doesn't the fool say to him like he didn't do that when? He didn't abandon all of his, like, duties when he thought, or when the King Shrew died, or when he thought that Verity died. He only did that after he thought that Fitz died. Right. Yeah, I really so it's that, like that part of the Fool's little speech. Yeah. I mean, there's two halves to that coin. One of them could be that he was genuinely um, aggrieved that Fitz had died, and that, you know, he really wanted to... To, to change the world that had killed the people he loved. And the other side of that coin is that he himself suddenly found himself as the last farseer and he felt mm-hmm. empowered by that. Like, Probably a little bit yeah. of both. Yeah. Yeah. He also didn't have the option of sending Fitz to, in his place anymore. True. Yeah. He had to do it himself. <laughs> you want a job done right, Shade. Do it yourself. Do you want to serve poison bread? You're going to have to chuck it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we move on to the skill road? Sure. Uh, So chapter 24 is the skill road. The intro ponders what the true source of magic is, if it's in the blood or if you can learn it, or if it's in the nature around you. Uh, So travel continues, first on a wide, more well-traveled road, and then a very old forest, and fits and sort of sense the trees with his wit. And I like this quote where he says, I never thought to be disdained by a tree. So apparently they don't like him. <laughs> nah. um, so Night Eyes is ranging far ahead and he finds the next road, but he doesn't like it. Uh, he's having trouble explaining why. When they get to the road, Fitz finds that it's per- this like perfectly straight cut road and it's lower than the forest floor and it has no living things that grow on top of it and there are no animal tracks, which is strange. Um, every No one seems really affected by the road, but Fitz is straight away when he steps onto it and kettle mutters skill rot when she steps onto it which fits hears even though she tries to cover it up by saying she said hell rot um so fits proceeds to spend the entire day traveling being pulled into various skill images and has to be shouted at to stop when they make camp 
And they want to set the tent up on the road, but Catalyst's like, please don't do that. <laughs> and so then the fool tries to take Fitz to go gather firewood, but again, he can't get, stop getting drawn into the skill. And Nighteyes definitely knows something's up, and he says he can Fitz, feel Fitz's hunger for it. Um, so Fitz keeps trying to go down and look at the road, cause, just to get another look. Uh, and they decide it's best if he stays wow. in the tent and doesn't take a turn keeping watch, which he's kind of sulky about, but it's clearly for the best. Um, and a storm starts, and so no one's keeping watch, and then Night Eyes comes into the tent and lays down beside the fool to keep him warm, and Fitz is a bit jealous, and Night Eyes calls the fool pack, which is very sweet. Um, so then Fitz tries to sleep, but again is drawn into the scale, like always. Uh, he glimpses a forging ceremony in a coastal village, which I wish he would have stayed for longer. Yeah, uh, extra horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he sees Lacey removing lace from a wedding gown to sell to support Buck. He sees Shade uh, riding with people pursuing them, and one catches up to him, and they exchange like a bag and a packet, and it's all like, for Verity, the true king. Uh, and then he ends up with Molly and Birch again. Surprise, surprise. They'd been to town, and Molly is cold and tired and wet and hungry and doesn't want to take care of the baby, and Birch is super not happy with her. And they have some philosophical discussions about parenting and how much her father screwed her up. And eventually, between the two of them, the baby settles, and Fitz finds out that she's called Nettle, which makes him sad because that's an herb that Molly loves, but it leaves rashes on her hands, and so he's like, this is what you think of our child. Um... Wow. And then finally, Verity pulls him away from that and once again scolds him for using the skill because their enemies can find them and he shoves them back in his own body. So Fitz wakes up and the fool asks if he's, asks he's alright and then puts his arm around him and Fitz snuggles up to him for warmth and then shares Night Eye's awareness as well and drifts off to sleep. I'm super into the friendship that's building between Night Eyes and the fool. Yes. They are cool. They are cool buddies. Because, like, they both look cool, <laughs> and they both, like, you know, like, the like the fool's cold, so Night Eyes has all the fur, you've worn. It's like, yeah, they, they make sense as, like, companions to me. <laughs> they also can both, you know, pull a zinger when they need to. Yeah, true. that's yeah. true. They're witty. They're at the same intellectual level. <laughs> <laughs> Fitz is just falling behind. Yeah. And boy, is he this chapter. I felt bad for him because he's just like so messed up and everyone's just like, what the hell is wrong with him? Is he sick? Does he have a fever? Like, yeah. I'm like, clearly there's was... something legitimately wrong. You guys are like not getting it. It's he. It's kind of fun to read because it'll he'll go off into his own thoughts for only like maybe a sentence and then hours will pass or at least like. 20 minutes well, or something. Well, it's like, a, a ridiculous right. when they're, of time. when they're, you know, setting up camp and you hear the, the line from Kettle saying like, oh, I don't think we should do, like, we should, you know, build the camp off the road. And then all of a sudden the fool is going, fit, step up here. And he's like, oh, are we not camping on the road anymore? <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. like, yes, Fitz, we've told you this. So what do we think about this road? Well, Joey said earlier he thinks it's self-cleaning. <laughs> it, it, it is self-cleaning. They said that the tree limb that fell on it started to decay and rot. It's like it it keeps itself clear. I was... the, the snow isn't accumulating. No. Yeah. So Joey and I... So are they like aging or something while they well, walk? Well, no. See, I mean, so Joey and I were discussing the road as we it's were walking fall. home um, earlier tonight. On a on road. 
Ooh, on a crazy. black road, uh, a smooth road. <laughs> and we were talking Is about... Is this what happened to you that day you lost your mind? <laughs> <laughs> you were on the spill road. It, you know, actually... <laughs> Now that you say that, <laughs> holy shit! It, it's very much like that, but remembering transient global reverse. amnesia. So yeah, because it's like there were many things that I remembered that didn't actually happen. So yeah, <laughs> it could be construed. But we were talking about like, well, what? How would that work if a road was made with the skill, and that road was then directed somehow with that magic to keep itself clean and well-maintained no potholes you know no (laughs) debris like what would that look like what is the magic doing and so joey interpreted that as time so like that anything happening on the road is somehow sped up whereas i was interpreting it more as like um movement like it's it's hurrying everything along like if you're on the road it wants you off Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, because that log that falls on it is, like, decaying and, like, going to dust. Right. Right. But it seems like camping on it would be a bad idea either way, because you're either on it and aging, or you're on it and the road was is mad at you because you're not <laughs> moving anymore. No. Yeah. Don't let those roads get mad I mean, Eventually at you. it would sweep you away somehow, right? So, like... Verity on this road had to have been complicated. I don't know if it's this chapter or the next chapter where Fitz is like, oh, that's why everything was so fragmented when he was trying to skill to me. Right, because he was on the yeah. My, I love that Like later on they're like, let's walk next to the road. That's better. I'm like, <laughs> is it? Well, it's finally what, like Kettle who's like, no, y'all like get away from the road. <laughs> like, like, go as take far, him over go there. Go as far so you can just see us to follow us. Please get off this road. <laughs> He said he felt better when he got off the road, but when they were camping near, he was not he was better. Still, still yeah. all kinds of messed up. Yeah, I mean, I think there was probably a relief just getting off of it, but then like he still was not very aware. Well, like poor Night Eyes, he has to like range super far just to get food for himself now. Yeah. Cause... Why does he have to go so far? Because there's no animals around the road; they don't like it. Oh. Yeah. It's like red flag number one. <laughs> like that's not right. Yeah. This road is poison to life. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. Well let's keep walking. I I don't know if that's the correct way to interpret the skill. I don't think it's poison. Well if you think if you think well, about Well, uh, like, we call it a drug. A drug is essentially poison. Right. If they made the road like this on purpose, why why is it like this? Right. Like they made it like this on purpose. If somebody made it, it was used. So it couldn't hurt you that much. So either something's wrong with it or something's wrong with the skill. But there is something wrong with the skill because people succumb to the powers of the skill because it feels good and then they end up in a like Drooling it's not babes. a positive yeah, yeah it's not like a positive thing that happens to them yeah well i think but to what end like why does the skill want that to happen to people i we don't well, know i think right. if you're better maybe you, just, trained, maybe you need to know how to tap into it if you're better trained i don't think you're tap into as the road. affected by the skill road because isn't that what kettle says at some point yeah it's like you know like fitz and verity are babies yeah they're untrained babies yeah you know, it's like jumping into the deep end before you pass your test. You know, you need floaties. 
<laughs> I want to read the book where we have competent skill users. Can we have that? Uh, Is there a book in this series that has competent skill users? Don't answer that. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um... Rachel's going to tell me in like 40 <laughs> Do we want to talk about Molly and her so yeah uh, yeah parenting issues. Uh, yeah so molly's parenting issues which i really really like yeah. because so often every fucking woman goes through that exactly they have a kid exactly and so often when we are presented with motherhood it's not like this which is a disservice to the truth <laughs> so yeah I... it's beautiful though yeah it's real beautiful <sighs> beautiful when you're so messy. tired you leave your kid in the car and you're just crying and you haven't bathed in three days and yeah and your nipples are chapped and, and you're and... crying and like upset it's because like... you're so exhausted and some old curmudgeonly man decides to yell at you he's about not that old choices. yeah he's not that old he's only 30 i was getting i don't know if it, i mean the way this whole section between them was written, though, I don't know. Is Birch getting too close to Molly? Hmm. No. <laughs> Joey's Joey's got eyes for Molly. He's joining the Molly army. You gotta get them uh, red nope. skirts. That's, that's not a hazard. I don't want any piece of that. <laughs> Rachel, you have to take up candle mom. making. I, you know, I just went to Bath and Body Works and bought so many candles. <laughs> That's the only people thing about still it, shop at Bath and Body Works. Ever. I am like, how is that store even still open? Rachel, I know. I was thinking the same thing walking through there. I was like, how are there shoppers here? <laughs> there were so many people in there. <laughs> well, anyway, not everyone has time to go hunting for bee swarms, so they have to get their candles elsewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> They have to leave that up to their mom. Yeah, the whole thing was like, they had like a little spat between each other like they were a couple. And then she's like, well, I'll teach you how to get bee swarms. And he's like, oh yeah, I'd really like to learn how to get those bee swarms. And I'm like, you guys. Shit. It's like, look away, Fitz. What are you doing? I know. It's embarrassing for them. It's embarrassing for Fitz. And he's just he's like, I don't like the name they picked out for my daughter. <laughs> I love I love the name. I love it. I think Nettle is a great name for a little girl who was born a bastard and is about to deal with some little. bullshit relatives. <laughs> yeah. Nettle. My little Rhymes little. with Kettle. And Nettle. <laughs> anyway. Anything else from um, this chapter? Just shout out to Night Eyes for, for laying down next to the fool. That was cute. Yes, I like yeah. when they cuddle. Yeah. And Fitz is super jealous. He's like, why are you cuddling with him and not me? I thought it was interesting when Night Eyes refers to, like, or... Anyways, let me start that sentence over. <laughs> I thought it was interesting when Night Eyes lets Fool be, like, a part of the pack because he normally regards humans as being, like, so inferior and the fact that he allowed him to, like, be a part of the circle... Yeah. Was special. I think when he just yeah. explains it all to Fitz, it's like, well, you know, <laughs> he he does things for us, and so he's That's pack. right, and normal, and we do things yeah. for him because we're pack. Mm-hmm. Duh. And I just... It's almost like Fitz forgets that Night Eyes knows everything that Fitz knows, <laughs> and yeah. It's not that Fitz doesn't consider Night... Or the fool to be pack it's i think it's more jealousy that he's sharing night eyes 
Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, Night Eyes is his thing. That's his thing. Yeah. Like, he gets to be like, this is my whip beast. You know? It's okay. Like, he, he, got can to, use... he got to cuddle with the fool later. Yeah, they had a little, <laughs> they had a little sandwich. They had a moment. Uh, okay. <laughs> Chapter 25? Yes. Chapter 25 is called Strategy. The intro is the full song of the six wise men came to Jean Town, climbed a hill, and never came down. Important song. Um, yep. <laughs> so Fitz ends up sleeping in till midday, and everyone is super worried about him because he's still very confused. Uh, Kettle takes to pinching him to keeping him awake, which I'm sure he's thrilled about. Uh, they have to wait a while for the storm to pass, and Fitz needs to concentrate so they can try and keep him talking. And... Uh, so he tells them all about his Verity skill dream and how he's in a cold and windy place and he doesn't know much more than that because other than that Verity warned him yet again that skilling is bad right now because Verity f- fears that Regal and his coterie might get to him. Uh, so Fitz and Kettle try to explain to everyone that the rose was messing with Fitz's mind which no one seems to grasp, which confuses me. I'm like, they're telling you. Um... <laughs> And so they try to keep him occupied more, and they get him to sing, and the only song he knows is Crossfire's Sacrifice, which Kettle is not a fan of. <laughs> uh, Kettle, on the other hand, sings all the verses of Six Wise Men Came to John Town, and it's more verses than even Fitz knows. In the meantime, Nightis has brought them meat, and everyone praises him a lot, and Nightis is super pleased with that, and his entrails. <laughs> inside the tent inside the tent he just drags it in yeah. and everyone's like cool spaghetti and so you know they're having tea and meat and Night Eyes observes that this is pack um Ketrickin tells Fitz she wishes she could skill to Verity and Fitz tries to explain how much he knows of Verity's feelings for her which is a touch awkward uh, she also talks about how she's she's jealous that you know he can skill to Verity and she can't um Later, the fool fixes Starling's harp for her with a bit of carving, while Kettle teaches Fitz a game of strategy with stones, and she sends him to bed with a mission to figure out how to win with one black piece, which by morning, Night Eyes, who was tired of dreaming of rocks, helpfully, helpfully provides the answer. This leads Fitz to try and explain the wit to Kettle, who is quite fascinated, if a little disturbed. Um, the storm finally passes, and they continue on, keeping Fitz off the road with a babysitter. The fool is first up, and he asks Fitz who he thinks Kettle is and how old she he thinks she is. He also thinks she was exiled. Fitz only has one question for the fool, which is, what's going on between you and Starling? Basically, he sounds super jealous. Uh, I like all of the fool's lines, because he's like, not all are immune as immune to my wiles as you are, Fitz. And then he calls him the light of his life later. Um, Starling is his afternoon babysitter, and she only wants to pump him for information about the fool, which Fitz is kind of reluctant to give out. Oh, it's like high school. <laughs> oh, right. Hilarious. Um, later, Fitz plays the stone game again, and clearly Night Eyes' brilliant strategic mind is rubbed off on him, because he finally starts to get it, and Kettle sends him to bed with another goal to try and figure out a way to win with only one white stone. It's just tic-tac-toe. I love the vision of the wolf playing <laughs> playing this game. Yes. It's, it's great. I like the kettle's like, I was hoping you would play as a team. And Fitz is like, Night Eyes was too, that's why he left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Kettle's like, let me experiment. And Night Eyes is like, I'm bored by 
But also, like, suddenly everyone's starting to actually, like, fully realize that Night Eyes can fucking understand yeah. them. So now it's like, yeah. every time I peed in front of him, <laughs> every time I pick my nose or something, it's like, Night Eyes. Like, oh, shit, he's uh, and I like smarter than Fitz. But you're sure like, <laughs> Starling is like, well, now I feel weird scratching him behind the, the ears, and Fool is like, I will scratch you behind the ears. <laughs> yeah, well, the Fool's nasty like that. No. <laughs> He nasty. So, okay. I mean, if I gave Whiteout some, like, chess pieces, <laughs> she would attack them and then look at me. She wouldn't know how to play chess. I just... I well, have to she would if you chest. were bonded as wit beasts. Like... Because she's borrowing my yeah. brain and using it better than me? Is that <laughs> yeah, what's happening? Yeah. Well, because... Yeah. Because Nightice is a way of simplifying things, because he, he doesn't... He's not bogged down by the same stuff as Fitz is. And... Maybe so, and know. he's also thinking of it in terms of hunting, and he kind of can, you know, wrap his mind about it, around it, a different perspective. Look, Fitz has never been really good at strategy <laughs> or using his <laughs> own brain. <too. laughs> I mean, it out. let's Gotta let's let be clear: he it. would literally be dead without Night Eyes. So, <laughs> yeah, probably several times. So yes. I so, are we going to read? Are we going to read this motherfucker? Let's do it. Um, hold on. Oh, what the six oh, wise men? Town? Yeah, it's it's important. Six wise men came to Jumpy Town, climbed a hill and never came down. Found their flesh and lost their skins, flew away on stony wings. So five wise men came to Jumpy Town, walked a road not up nor down, were torn to many and turned to one. In the end, left a task half done. Four wise men came to Jumpy Town. They spoke in words without a sound. They begged their queen to let them go, and what became of them, no one can know. Three wise men came to Jompe Town. They'd helped a king to keep his crown, but when they tried to climb the hill, down they came in a terrible spill. Two wise men came to Jompe Town. Gentlewomen there they found, forgot their quest, and lived in love. Perhaps were wiser than ones above. One wise man came to Jompe Town. He set aside both queen and crown. Did his task and fell asleep. Gave his bones to the stones to keep. No wise men go to jump a town to climb the hill and never come down. Tis wiser far and much more brave to stay at home and face the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! You killed it, Joey. Cute. <laughs> New intro song. There should be more songs in this. Now I understand why uh, why Lord of the Rings has so many songs. <laughs> so what do we think the song means? I don't know, but it's full of some very scary images. <laughs> it is. It's, it's dark. Like and, people's uh, skin is falling yeah. off. They're turning to yeah. stone. Uh, they're losing their voices. The face melted away. <laughs> they lost their voices this one one then they, they it seems like they lose all of their past allegiances gave his they bones to the stones to keep yes and it's and apparently it's worse than dying they completely fucked <laughs> off anyway very interesting song that we should revisit several times as we read. 
um so yeah so so Ket, uh sorry ketrican so ketrican sort of preoccupied with with verity and the skill and she seems like you know she's like an arrow that's been loose she wants to find she wants to find verity not only because she loves him but because it represents you know like this chance to start again right well she also feels like she's a failure and she you know tells fitz about all the things she's failed at and that she's let verity down and fitz is like like no, he doesn't see it that way. Like he sees him sees it as he left you in all this danger, and she's like, I just, "How can you know all that? But you don't know like where he is." And he's like, yeah. "He's like, trust me, I am very well aware of Barry's feelings for you. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. So I'm glad you can't see my face. <laughs> also, I'm glad I'm not. T- I wonder when he was reporting to her, did he report all the times <laughs> that? He was there when Verity would no. I, I don't not. think he was reporting no, that part I, I'd of it. I assume not. <laughs> Let her maintain Which that leads part of her to dignity. Ketrikin admitting that she's sort of jealous of Fitz. There's a lot of jealousy able in to this skill with, Yeah, a lot of jealousy. Yeah. Which her being jealous of Fitz, I think, is probably the biggest sign of how tragic a character she is. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus Christ, don't be jealous of Fitz. <laughs> He's like, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Why do you want this? Right. Um, I do like this. So let's talk about this whole Starling and the Fool game of telephone. <laughs> so obviously the Fool and Starling aren't super getting along. And it seems like there's like a territorial issue going on with Fitz as like the main the main reason right uh but now suddenly the fool's making all of these overtures you know to like get along right he's like oh i'll i'll fix your heart it's fine yeah and then and then starling is forced to admit that she's a minstrel who can't carve her own heart i feel like i know you could jump and say like "Ooh, are they getting mushy together but I feel like it kind of goes back to what Night Eye said. Like, maybe they're just really realizing that they are pack and they're going to be on this trip together and they're on this mission together. Then get the fuck over. Know. It doesn't do them but any good. Yeah. Still, Fitz is super jealous. And well, doesn't... yeah, because he's in well, now, he I'm... also has that line where he's like, Is he? Where he's like, I don't, I don't, he's jealous. He's jealous. Yeah, well, see, he also has that line where when they're, when they're leaving and, the fool says that like Joffrey will take care of like his house for him. He's like, was there something more there? <laughs> yeah. Well, so I was about to bring that up because I didn't think he sounded jealous at all about Joffron. I didn't think he sounded jealous. I he just thought he wondered it. if like he was taking he was the he fool was away from it. a relationship that was important to him. Which it would make sense that he's feeling sensitive to that because he's been missing Molly and wanting to go back to them. And then perhaps if he was assuming that there is something between Jalfron and the Fool, that immediately Fool starting up with Starling seems a little bit weird or disingenuous. Or maybe like he's worried that the Fool is a trifling hoe. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta admit something. <laughs> I don't really care for Starling too much. I think she's just some fucking hanger-on... She's just trying to get a story out of this guy. She's also trying to get banged. 
And I don't think she's got, like, you know, I don't think she's in it for the right reasons. That's all I just got. Well, we also don't know a lot about her. I mean, like, Probably we just, like, villain. she popped up. She, we, we've been told that she wants to create the greatest song of all time. But other than that, like, we don't know much about she's her. Probably she's an villainous. Instagram influencer, okay? She just needs to hang out with famous you know? people so she has content. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's yeah. just out there for content. But here's the thing. She was antagonistic towards the fool until she was in the room when the fool talked about how he's a prophet. She was like, oh, I can use this shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Which is why yeah. she wants to know I, about him. Am I supposed to like her? I don't. And Ketrickin likes him and respects him. And she's sidling up to this queen. You know, like, I They just need to leave her also... ass. They just need to leave her <laughs> ass over there on the side of the road. <laughs> I like I like Starling. I'm giving her. So, I'm I'm being antagonistic towards her to be funny, but like I like her. I don't know if I could be friends with her, but no, I, as a character, be. I think she's interesting. You definitely when, would not be friends. It she? was just Fitz and Starling. I really liked the dynamic that they had. Yeah, I liked on. their I, dynamic. Yeah, I, I like Starling a lot, but now Before. that she's just sort of, you know, witnessing all of this, she's become a lot of drama, and I don't like drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because like, I like drama, but I when, don't like When she drama. was exactly. just with Fitz, it was like she was capable and she was helping him along. And because help. there was no one there to 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 threaten her right. influence over right. Fitz. Like she's the hottest girl in the room until another hotter girl comes in the room, and then she's suddenly like catty and mean. Yeah, she is, smells like is an the episode of the Jersey girl? Shore. <laughs> <laughs> is the fool the hotter? We're girl? calling her Snooky from Snooki here on out. out. In, in this analogy, yes. The fool is the hotter girl. Yeah. <laughs> we all know where my loyalty is. Okay? Starling is just the ambitious one. Look, the fool already has a lot of followers on Instagram. The fool doesn't need more. Whereas, and like Starling didn't know that until she just finally checked the account and was like, oh shit, I was snubbing this person. Like foolish white prophet has a lot of followers. Exactly. <laughs> Like, oh, well, maybe I should actually be nicer to this person because I'm here to curry favor with famous people. User. It's like the opposite of amused. What's what's Starling's Instagram handle? Mm. Something with the word harp. Oh, oh, oh yeah, right. there's definitely an and in there. There's definitely alliteration. She should be called Little Harpy, but no. Uh, Listeners, send us your ideas for, for all the characters' Instagram handles. Mad Eyes would be No Kings. <laughs> At No Kings. Uh, wolves have no kings, the, the Instagram. Yeah, definitely. And it's just pictures of the woods. It's just pictures of, like, dead meat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, <laughs> look at this kill I got today. <laughs> look at these entrails. <laughs> the occasional, like, yoga pose on a mountainside. <laughs> Occasionally there's a rock and he's like, my human is dreaming of these again. <laughs> I think I think Kettles would be, like, just a little out of touch, but everybody would be so in love with her. Kind of like, when you, do any of you follow Diane Keaton? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is what Kettles' account would be. Yeah. She'd her not that Diane Keaton is out of touch, but she's just a loon. <laughs> her captions would half reveal secrets and then she'd just stop. Delete. Yeah. Stuff would get deleted. 
This is my giant hat today. She she posts something and then she deleted immediately because it revealed too much. What's Fitz's Instagram? Oh, I don't care. I want to follow Shade. (laughs) Shade only posts in stories. Okay, he doesn't post. No permanent proof of his existence. This is just like pictures of Molly. What is what is Shade's name? Oh, are you kidding? There is a whole bunch of selfies in there. (laughs) Guaranteed. Are they good or are they bad? Are they like they're like like, they're like mirror selfies where like the mirror is dirty but the guy's still hot. Yeah. There's like look at my like bruise, like you know, the, the thumb is in the way and <laughs> yeah. He would have that emo like half of them are blurry. You know, album cover <laughs> angle for all of them. See, I would have put him more in like grunge. I was thinking more like Nirvana looking He gets drunk oh, and like, takes a picture of all those poisons cool. and goes, Shh, an assassin. No, he he's he's <laughs> in the mirror he's in the mirror mourning his beautiful face, so it's really like He's like always angling or something to there's, try to like. There's there's the lots nose. of stories that are just like drunk stories where he's ranting at people and then he gets in trouble <laughs> for them. Account has been flagged. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get off this topic. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously Kettle knows a little bit more about the skill and stuff. And Lots of stuff. Stuff. She knows a lot more about everything, it seems, except for the wit, which she's completely clueless about. Yeah. yeah. She's one of those characters that does kind of frustrate me, because it's like, clearly you know everything, but you're not Delia's. Mm-hmm. It's like, this book would be shorter if you would just run your mouth a little. <laughs> not that I want the book to be shorter. I love this book. Write more, please. Uh, okay. So we move on to our last section. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got friends in high places. Uh, so obviously, Kettle, what do you know? She knows something. Um, I also put, hey, Starling, you're not making any friends here. We talked about uh, that. Yep, talk- and the fool is a fucking prophet, Fitz. You're not even that special. True. <laughs> I like that one. It's just not. Uh, uh, our, we have an actual character exit with Shade leaving. Um, but we know that he's okay and he's doing some kind of Robin Hood shit. Yeah. So, it's like the... With the wind blowing through like his head. And his headband. Relay. And his nasty, vicious gelding, which, okay. <laughs> um, but also, I just want to pour one out for Slink, who has... A... You guys, I, there wasn't enough of... It's like he didn't die doing anything. He's like, oh yeah, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> he got mentioned. He died off screen. He, he, he probably died just got trapped age. in the walls. Oh, no. Oh, God, it smelled. <laughs> no, he got he died of old age, and Shade was there with him, and he petted his little head. Sad. Hopefully. Well, he'll be forever memorialized in was, our Was in our Shade logo. wit-bonded to Slink? No. No. Well, then, all right. <laughs> Real, just, like, regular pets don't matter in these books. You gotta be wit-bonded um, to him. That's it. So, you know, cheers to Slink. The best wall weasel that I've ever known. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Um, Wait, well, how did that happen? Animal assists our favorite animal friend. So obviously Sleek is no longer with us, but we have Night Eyes, who is a master strategist. 
Indeed. That is just holding it down for the use. You know, they should just start running by all of their decisions. Yeah. Like... Like, be like, hey, Night Eyes, do you think this is a good idea? Do you think we should camp here? Do you think we should keep walking on this road? Do you think we should be going where we're going? All those And then he, he he's also... going to be like, I don't know, are you going to feed me? <laughs> he yeah, got them like, that crazy boar. Well, yeah. To, yeah. He has to go to Verity, too, because the skill command affected him as well. But That's true. They would not yeah. travel on that road. No. Absolutely not. Because he can't hunt there, so, like, what good is it to him? And his human is cloudy. <laughs> Uh, Ashley's favorite section was the fool there and how creepy was he being? The fool was there. The fool was not too creepy. Um, I know you guys have your little, like, whispered comments about him and his feelings for Fitzy and all of that kind of stuff. But, like, I didn't feel like anything was creepy. He was a total badass keeping Starling out of his house. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a, he a fool fits slash fan club over there. Yeah, he's, you know, making friends with Night Eyes. They're like besties now, ear scratching and shit. And Mm -hmm. then he put his arm around Fitzy when he was cold, and I'm okay with that. Uh, Fitz Misery the Bastard has a moment. Uh, I just want to shout out again that moment when he starts to drink instead of dealing with his problems. and (laughs) And the fool says, Birch would be so proud of you. Uh, Burn. Love it. Uh, and then also uh, the fact that, you know, like, he may not be having, uh, like, a tantrum kind of moment, uh, but he, he was pouting a lot. Uh, he was making challenging sta- statements. Uh, and then he was wallowing. also kind of, there was a lot of wallowing, not a lot of feeling bad for himself. I understand that, you know, like what Eli said earlier, that, he, you know, Fitz suddenly had a taste of agency and then no longer has it anymore. And that's clearly not going to bring out your best qualities. Uh, and then also he is under, he's just, he's under the influence of a substance that we don't really understand. And I'm sure he wouldn't choose to be completely cloudy and daydreaming, but that's just where he's at right now. Not his best. Uh, next section is, but did you die? No one died. In fact, everybody lived, uh, but I am worried about Verity. I'm sorry. Slink died. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Damn. We just already. talked about it. God. It was like well, four I mean, not. Ago. But we don't know when he died. He could have died like during the last book. We don't know. No one. Yeah, we haven't seen Shade in a long time. Uh. Well, at least not yeah. since the beginning of this book. Yeah, I think in the beginning of this book, there was something about Slink getting old. So yeah. it's been a while. No one in this party died. <laughs> No one in this party died thanks to the efforts of Dyed Eyes, who both feeds, walks, <laughs> waters, and keeps warm. Keeps warm. <laughs> he is a Swiss Army wolf, Joey. <laughs> you know. <laughs> fantastic description. <laughs> I don't think we mentioned it last time in Who Died, but uh, half of Boon's Eye, probably. Yeah. Do you care that much? No. No, no. I mean, Fitz cared for like and five seconds. People die they, all they the were... time, every day. They're just peasants, Eli. <laughs> NPCs. <laughs> I like the. Uh, I like the. 
no no one died but i liked the the way it was worded when night eyes was pouncing on all the kids yeah, yeah. i know that i like that little cute. section that was super cute only also because fitz was like oh my god don't hurt them and then it's he's like, like oh sub- they're playing Oh. Like suddenly his dad instincts like <laughs> kicked in or something where he was like holy motherfucker I'm gonna watch this wolf kill and eat these children <laughs> and he's like this is how he's been spending is his anybody, is anybody else just like a little annoyed with Fitz and how like he's not met this baby and he's just like my daughter my yes. daughter yes. it's like he's dreams seen her though He's watching her grow up because he yeah, can't you know stop what? He stealing. hasn't changed one fucking diaper. He's he an absent father. He's not doing the colic, like shoulder hop for five hours. He's not doing any of that shit. You know who is Burridge? <laughs> Watch out for He's Burridge. He's building yo. fires and holding a baby at the same funny. time. Yeah, dude's a, dude's a bit of an alcoholic, and I think Molly might have daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, Fitz is also a bit of an alcoholic. <laughs> Yeah, and has daddy issues. Also has daddy issues. (laughs) They're just a great. They're just a great little family. So, what made you cry? Nothing. Nothing. All right. Great. I mean, I did stop reading when I got to the slink line. I will say that. Yeah, upsetting. (laughs) Just you know, poor slink. We're not changing the logo. No, he's going to be forever memorialized in our logo. All right. Yeah. Uh, Joey did fit suck. I mean, kind of. I mean, I don't think it was his fault. Something's going on. He's skill sick or something. Something's going on. <laughs> you know, it's like some, a road. He's... As opposed to every other section. <laughs> he was in a real bad way this whole section. Yeah, I, I am looking forward to either leaving the road or gaining the skills needed to resist the road. I like that Whatever this is comes a video first. Game now. It's there's a lot actually. <laughs> I've been thinking about this for the la- from the last section and this section. There's a lot that feels like a video game, and I don't mean to typecast Robin Hobb. She does not seem like the person who plays video <laughs> games. <laughs> Maybe just she's, nice... she was watching the you know the future lawyer whatever fool kid play video games <laughs> with her son, and then she was like, oh. There's a road. There's a road. Maybe there's like a, you know, Ashley, you know how earlier we're talking about how they're building a road by your house. Maybe Robin Hobb went through a similar situation. Yeah. My road is already here. They're just making it even bigger, which is unnecessary. They're pumping it with skill. You have to tell us how it feels. All right. um, If that's it, then I'm going to ask our new readers to sign out. All right, I'm Ashley, and you can find me on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. My name is Joey, powerkid.exe. All right, our next section is chapters 26 through 30. I am Rachel, and you can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram. I'm Jenny. You can find me at Faceless Fairy on Instagram. All right. Next up is going to be spoiler section.
So why doesn't she like Crossfire's coterie? Is it because like her coterie didn't get a song and Crossfire's? I don't remember why. Is that in the wiki article? I don't remember, but I want to say she's older than them. Yeah, she is. She's like 260 years old or something like that. Yeah, so I think she's like the coterie before them. It was... She got the hots for her, Skillmaster. Stanchion's coterie, and yes, he became romantically involved with both Gull and Kestrel. What a man. What a dick. What a dick. They should just learn to cuddle together at night in a tent. All three of them. Ashley does not like my, uh... Fits in the full shit, does she? Wait, what? She's like, I didn't, I didn't get any of that from. And I'm like, oh, they cuddled. Wait, what? Repeat. Ashley doesn't see it. She, she didn't. Well, she was just saying she didn't see it this episode. Oh, she had to have seen it last episode. I don't know. I wasn't there. It was so obvious. <laughs> it was so over the top obvious. <laughs> Well, I mean, again, this goes back to the... My whole bit was about it being obvious. <laughs> I, I mean, this is what I wrote in the spoiler section from last time, which I don't know if you read, but... Uh, we did. Okay. We read it out. <laughs> Just that, like, if if this wasn't at all what she was intending, which I believe that it wasn't, I'm still just like, well, what did you think you were writing? No, no. I, you know what I think? It, it, it was, it's, I don't want to say that it's queer baiting because I just don't think that it was because there's more payoff than that. And it's more emotional than that. Yeah. I, I know that she wasn't writing a story that was supposed to be about the sexy times or the romance parts. No. She was writing a bigger story than that. Or if, if whatever, you could argue that romance is the biggest story, but whatever. Um, like, <laughs> It's, I, yeah, it's deliberate. It's deliberate. It's deliberate. There's, and again, there's too many things in there to say that it's nothing. I just want to have a friendly, a friendly, <laughs> understanding, just dialogue, really chilled, chilled out convo. Like, not even a conversation, just a little convo. Real, really non threatening. <laughs> <laughs> but real but real off the record I'll never tell I'll just tattoo it on my body <laughs> <laughs> it's fine I agree I, I'm sorry by the way I, I wasn't thinking yeah no, I have to cut earlier. that shit out Eli what the fuck I know. Sorry, I already forgot what you said. I've been though I was aware of it when you said it. I said the fool is whatever whatever <laughs> he is. It is it is addressed earlier in like the first book where he Fitz is like, I don't know what gender the fool is. Yeah, that is yeah, you're right. It's not it's not totally a spoiler. Yeah, but he calls him a he the entire the entire time. No, I know. But he never stops. But well, I mean, he never stops later either. But boy, does he like Amber. 
I love it. I love when Amber hits he was, the scene. Yeah, he was he was a little uh He was like, wait a second. A little confused and a little upset. He's like, I'm really upset with what's happening right now in my brain. I'm upset with how much I like it. I think I yeah, jumped on the really like it. on the Joffrin mention just because I know that he's thinking about that in the third trilogy. He's like, What about that time that he spent with like, Joffrin? Remember Joffron? Remember Joffrin? It's like nobody remembers Joffrin. <laughs> he's like Bits. What what if they had a child together? <laughs> remember that one random person that just happened to talk to the fool in front of me they must have fucked <laughs> god damn it Fitz. they were friendly with each other therefore the fool's only friendly therefore. with me and that means that means what does it mean i, mm. I do really enjoy the whole like you, wherever you go i go and also, like, what does he say? Uh, oh, not every like she, Starling is not immune to my wiles like you are. Yeah, not everyone's as immune to my wiles as like, you are. He says that, and Fitz is like, "Whoa, look at that bird!" <laughs> <laughs> True. God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> Uh, what's coming up? What's coming up? Uh, well, Verity's chiseling, and there's song lyrics about stony wings. So, so they used I, to have a nursery song about going up into the mountains and killing yourself to become a big stone dragon. Yes. Well, they we have a nursery rhyme about the Black Death, so I mean, <laughs> it can make nursery rhymes out about just any bullshit. That's know? true. That's true. But yes, they should pay a lot more attention to this nursery. I mean, the fool clearly does. Like the fool and kettle both know more than they're saying. Well, the fool has a different perspective, right? You know, like when they were talking about making easy to remember ditties for Jade to spread across mm-hmm. the land. Like, I mean, it could have started as something like that. It's just catchy and easy to remember. Like, how do we teach know. baby skill users what their future is going to be? Or, like, how do we <laughs> discourage people from becoming skill users? I mean, that could be true, because it used to be, I guess, later on we find out, like, the way that they called people to become part of the Coterie was they called them, right? Like, they put out, like, mm. a... Like a Distress like a, call? Yeah, and, like, people responded to it. So maybe, you know... There were songs that were like resist, right? Because people didn't want their children to leave, to become dedicated to people. You know, it's I could see that yeah. happening. That's a situation that I could see uh, uh, songs mm-hmm. like that that make the skills seem very scary and something that you should avoid. I wonder what s- songs are out there about the wit. <laughs> I don't know, but when that piebald horse was racing after Shane. I was just like, piebald! I know, same. I was like, hey, look, a piebald horse. Wait, no. What's happening? <laughs> so, this may be totally off the mark, um, but what if the wit developed in the mountains because anybody who had the skill uh, walked off into the mountains and disappeared and died on that skill road somewhere? Well, what and about before so there was, was a road? Who made the road? Well, the dragons made the road. 
the elderlings made the road. This is why it just reminds me of the dragon road in uh, Song of Ice and Fire. Mm. I mean, we're the, talk- what the, we're talking about is like there used the, like, to be a very advanced city up in the mountains. And it was a center of trade, and they used the skill as yeah. a technology, right? So they used it to build their roads, to build their buildings, to make art, to, you know, they used it. It was, it was like electricity for them. And now we're in this kind of post-apocalyptic scene, <laughs> really, where that doesn't exist anymore, but the, the, the magic still sustains. I suspect that the wit is just as old. Yeah. Because the the dragons themselves use a combination, really, of the yeah, wit. Yeah, Because you need the wit and the skill to activate the stone dragons. That can't be... Maybe that's why they're up in the mountains, because if, this, if the wit is something that came from the mountains, they would need people like that to be able to activate those dragons. I mean, I don't True. know. Uh-huh. Or, yeah, or maybe that, it's that something that's only other was, dragons. Whatever maybe bullshit they, came out of my mouth. Maybe they intended for those stone dragons to be activated by other dragons because, again, the dragons use the wit and the skill at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. Never really thought about why there's a big field of stone dragons. Stone dragons, where it is. I've never thought about that in a deep, deep way. Well, beyond the fact maybe that it's, it's for the every, setting. Every revolution of time, of the wheel of time. Whatever menace had to be fought back by different series dragons. <laughs> every for every dragon, there's a a wheel of time that has gone by. I don't know. A wind blew across the meadow. It was not the wind, but it was a wind. It was not the wheel. Have you ever read Wheel of Time, Eli? No. Oh. I only read the first we have book. To, we have this discussion like every New York Comic Con because as soon as you see a cosplayer that's real time, <laughs> you have to explain all of it to me because I've never read it. It happens every year. Well, there's going to be a show, so you should read it so that we can cosplay. <laughs> okay. The guy with the, the the flips the coins. Is that that's Matt from Calvin. He's the best. He's the best character. Okay. He's the best that's character. the one I remember because you kept beating him, and he wasn't supposed to lose. He's not supposed to lose. He's the one I didn't hate of the three. Matt's the best. Matt is the best. He's also... Mostly because I don't remember him very much because I just really hated the other two. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I don't hate Perrin, but that's my own... That's my own hill to die on. Well, I mean, I only read book one. He was just very annoying and reluctant to use his magic. And I was like, you have both magic. You should be more excited about this. Come on. I remember when I read Robin Hobb the first time, I was like, oh, I know Fitz. He's like a Perrin. He has wolf magic. And then I was like, oh, wait, no. They're really not the same. Uh, Anything else that we want to talk about? So we're going to Verity. Verity's basically fucked. He's borked. He's, he's. He died as soon as he stuck his hands in the river. <laughs> yeah, he can't go. He can't come back from that. Pretty sure man walking. Died before that. I know. I just. I feel like he's just kind of alive out of spite at this point. Like, <laughs> well, it's sad because like, he eating. It's sad because, like, you know, Fitz keeps telling Ketrin, like, he's alive. He's alive. It's like, mm, well, kind of. <laughs> What's alive, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's like. He's not going to come back with you. I mean, he's sort of going to give you a child, but, like, also, like, through me and my body, and it's weird, and... 
It's not Verity's child. No. Come on. It's you said the word you said the word dutiful or dutifully and I, I did that on purpose. I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Well, but- so I'm looking forward to when they encounter the coterie members up uh-huh. in the mountains. Yeah. And Fitz does some more. I, I I think it's really cool when he instead of going to kill them, he waits for them to go through the pillar and then he just steals all their shit so they will <laughs> starve to death in the mountains. See, I've forgotten you know, all of this now. He strategizes. It's not all about Yeah, I was like sometimes. I was like, that's really smart and cool. Because you're a fucking assassin. Assassins don't like they're not they don't attack from the front. They do everything sly, everything from the side. Yeah. Yeah. It's learn it. that lesson. And then it's like the next the next time you see them, it's like one of them has died and the other one is like you know, emaciated and like half insane, but <laughs> they find him again. So, it, like, they clearly he did his job really well. Trixie skill pillars. It's also also funny. I think I remember like Ketra can help some. They like take down some guards or something to get to their supplies, and it's like really badass. I can't yeah. remember what happens. Ketrickin has I... some moments coming up. I also like this whole time we're on the we're on the skill road. We're going to the to the quarry, really, but we also will go to the stone dragons. Like, it's so hard and it's so terrible, and it's it's a slog and it's a trudge and it's difficult to read through and you want them to go anywhere else because it's just the worst, right? Like Fitz is cloudy and everyone hates it. But like, this is the place that we return to every time. Like we, it's, it, you know, we yeah, come, we yeah. come back here during the Tawny Man trilogy and then we come back here again during Fitz and the Fool. Cause Fitz and just this likes is where to they die to, to Verity's dragon. So yeah. And I this is where they die. Why, they, why did they come back here? At the end of the Tawny Man trilogy, when he like shares uh, bodies, when he save... comes through the skill pillars, this is it's where it spits him out. Uh, oh, okay. So okay. when they come, when they come from whatever the from the ice, as, the Icelandic sounding name, as yeah. the Jaw that I can never actually say. Yeah, because I yeah. want it to be as Javal, and it's not. we're gonna have to figure out how to say it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when they come through there, when he has the fool's body and he thinks he's dead, they come there. I just like that he always goes and chats to Faraday's dragon. Yeah. Sad. I also was thinking about one of the things earlier I was saying how this reminded me of a video game and one of the things that really reminds me of a video game is that like when you first start playing a video game the the map is large and you have to and I, we're playing Death Stranding right now so it's like you have to walk everywhere and it takes forever and you know the map is really large and you have to put in that time to cross all of these distances whereas later usually in video games you are able to, you know, teleport somehow. However that works. Fast travel, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that happens with the stones. They become mm-hmm. the fast travel. Because it's like, look, I got I got better shit to do than travel. Yeah. So we're going to do this. <laughs> Although they still you know. travel faster than they do in other books. Although they are still playing games of strategy along the way. Right, right. And I mean, there's a, there's a price to pay. Like, every time he goes through, he ends up on the weird beach or, like, yeah. you know, like a fucking god or some celestial Cthulhu entity is coming for him. I don't know. And, well, they end up, like, but, in the water because the skill pillar's in the water. Right, or the skill pillar's in the water or you, the skill pillar's, like, facing the wrong way so you just dash your brains out. I don't know. Or he's, uh, like, brain dead for an hour afterwards. Yeah. He's always like that. 
but there, you know, there it, it happens, right? And I mean, that's a trope in fantasy. Not all fantasy. I mean, so, you know, George Martin certainly does not allow his characters to teleport, <laughs> despite what D and D may let you think. And you know, like, we're, so we spend this whole first trilogy just trudging, and then later on, it's like, oh no, we can get there real fast. In fact, he can just go for chats. <laughs> just make that happen. So I like that. That reminds me of a video game. I like video games. I think they're art and they're fun. So I I appreciate what I think might be an unintended. It's it's probably for the same reasons. It's probably like convergent evolution, right? Where it's like, look, I I've I've developed all these places and I want you to be able to get to them quickly, without having to spend a whole book writing how they got there. <laughs> Through the pillar. Mm-hmm. Is Anything the else? That stone at Buckkeep, is that, will that? The I, one that Burridge kicked Galen's ass in front of? The witness stone. Yeah, does that, does that yeah. one, uh, yeah, the witness yeah. stone, does that take you to the dragons? I can't each, remember. So. so each side has a different glyph. Yeah. And the yeah. each glyph corresponds. So there's like a pathway. You can't go wherever you want. You usually have to like yeah, skip from one to the next. Yeah, you got four choices. I think right, that one takes right, you but to, there's... The, to the clearing thing that they always go to that is yeah because there's different glyphs and some of the glyphs are some of the glyphs are like worn away some of them go to glyphs some of them go to skill pillars that have been destroyed or have fallen down but when there was a map because eventually some i think shade finds the map of like where they go it's like there's a there's a cycle of of places where you can get from a to b to c to d because you can't just go you can't get everywhere from each skill pillar Mm -hmm. And then Shade's like, wait, don't go in this. It's terrible. (laughs) Fitz is always like, I'm fine. I can go in the skill pillar. I'm going. (laughs) It'll be great. No one will think I'm dead for months at a time. (laughs) That's basically Fitz's entire story. All right, cool. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.